0: welcome to episode 140 of the HHH Racing Podcast. It is Preakness Week. I'm your host Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us tonight. I've got my uh, black and yellow ready for uh, Friday's card at Pinnacle. It's Black Eyed Susan's Day. We're gonna be covering it like a glove. The All Sakes Late Pick 5, Other Stakes in the Sequence, Preakness News, etc. We're all about Preakness starting uh, tonight, and of course, tomorrow as well. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right hand side of the screen. You guys know the drill right now. Uh, also, bottom of the screen there on my name tag, you can follow me on Twitter at hkravitz. Email hkravitzhorse at gmail.com on the scroll the bottom of the screen. And also, you can see right now, tomorrow, TVG's Caleb Keller, a great guy, fantastic analyst, uh, very intelligent. He's going to help us pick some winners as we're going to cover the huge day on Saturday. It's the second leg of the Triple Crown. It is Preakness Day tomorrow, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern with Caleb Keller talking the Preakness uh, Stakes card at Pimlico. The action is going to be hot, and I'm sure my co-hosts have heard the weather is going to be very hot as well. That's a story that we'll have to uh, perhaps talk about a bit as the highs are going to be in the low 90s on Friday and Saturday at Pimlico. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Please make sure in the top right-hand side of the screen uh, you comment. We already have people here watching live. We got Phil Conti already here, raring to go. And we have Ralph also ready to go. What's up, Ralph and Philip? Thanks for joining us tonight. We have a lot of other people also, as I can see already, in uh, the live chat watching us. Please make sure... You join us. A few quick things before we get started. Of course, you can uh, listen to us, as some of you are probably listening to us right now, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor as replays. Please make sure you do that. Of course, below the video player, click the Show More button. We have the Race Day blog going. It's been exploding. Last week, boy, if you're a member of the Race Day blog, you cash big. We the people, in order to form a more perfect bet... If you liked We the People like I did, you cashed, also had a seven-to-one shot in the uh, last race at Belmont, had a winner at Churchill as well. The race they blog is absolutely on fire. Highly recommend you folks check that out. Again, below the video player, click show more. You can see all the promos, including the promotion with BetUS as well, which is a fantastic betting site. And of course, the podcast pool uh, we'll restart up again at the beginning of June. If you're interested in the podcast pool, uh, of course, the Derby Super already happened. But if you're interested in the podcast pool, we will restart that again in June. Uh, you cannot uh, start that in the middle of the month. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it looks like our co-hosts are about ready to go there. Uh, backstage, we're going to go ahead and bring them on here again Friday, Black Eyed Susan's Day Uh, We're going to be talking about six races. We'll talk about the late pick five, but there's also a stake race before uh, the late pick five. One last thing before I bring on my co-host very quickly. I want to share my screen. There are a few ways you can uh, donate to the channel. This was was last night's show, but there's something new now. If you look below the video player on the replays, you'll see a thanks button. There's a heart with a money and you thanks. There's something called super thanks. If you click the super thanks button, you can make a small donation to the HHH Racing Podcast. It goes towards getting better guests. Um, It goes towards helping out our co-hosts, getting new graphics, new equipment, a whole bunch of other things. So if you feel the uh, desire to donate to the channel, any amount is greatly appreciated. Again, you can do that below the video players on uh, on our replay. There is a thanks button there. And also, just one more place that you can, whoops, one more place that you can donate. I'll just go ahead and go to the channel there. And, of course, here's our live. We are live right now. Uh, If you go to the chat, here's our chat. Below the chat, uh, there is a uh, reaction button. And then there's also a little cash money button there. You can press that. And you can do a super chat. And you can donate uh, different amounts that you want. Again, any donation would be greatly appreciated. So there's many ways that you can uh, get involved uh, with the HH Racing Podcast and make some donations. All right, let's go ahead and bring on uh, my co-hosts. They are ready to rock and roll from the East Coast, from parts unknown, and they're a palatial estates. Let's bring in Pete Visco and Paul Halloran. Gentlemen, it's Preakness Week. How are we doing tonight? What's up, fellas?
1: Terrific. Terrific.
0: Are we ready to rock and roll? They, uh, like I said, uh, guys, uh, I don't think it's the weather's not too hot there, but it uh, looks like they're expecting, what, 90 degrees I saw on Friday and close to record highs for the previous, I would imagine, low 90s on Saturdays. Is, is it going to be hot where you guys are, I'm assuming, as well this weekend?
1: It's going to be in the 90s here in Boston. I know that. Wow.
2: Yeah, and I'm, okay. I'm right outside of Pimlico, not too far, so about 97, it said, for Saturday here. Wow. Yeah.
0: Man. There is just like Chicago. There's no spring. We went from like no, no, no. We went from like a warm winter to like the hot red hot summer. Crazy. Well, anyway, uh, well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit because there is one particular horse and you guys don't know where I'm going with this yet, but you'll find out there's a horse running on Friday, uh, that might not like the heat and is going to be a huge favorite. So people are going to have to do with that, whatever they will, because I've got some inside info and some <laughs> Intel, uh, that I want to tell everyone about, uh, uh, as we handicap these races. Let's go ahead and jump right in, guys. We're going to handicap six races. I'm going to go ahead and bring up uh, the first race we're going to be talking about. Again, we're talking about the Friday card at Pimlico. It's the Black Eyed Susan uh, Day. It's for the three-year-old fillies. The first race that we're going to look at, though, is going to be race eight, gentlemen. So I go ahead and bring up the PP's, excuse me, the Aquabase uh, entries right now. There we go. And this race is out, outside. Let me make this a little bigger here. This race is outside of the pick five. It is the uh, Alaire DuPont Distaff. It's a grade three. This is for a uh, mile and eighth for older fillies and mayors. Again, this is outside of the pick five. It's a small field. I'm not going to show uh, banners for this race. Um, we're just going to talk about this race briefly, although I will show the past performances. Paul, I'm going to let you go first uh, in this race. It's a small field of six, but looks like it's pretty open. The morning line favorite is the number four. uh, Super quick for Drew and Norm Cassie. Who do you like in this race, Paul?
1: Uh, I like the two, Howard, uh, into vanishing. Uh, I think a repeat of uh, her Royal Delta race in which she chased Latruska would be pretty good here. Uh, she beat, also beat Crazy Beautiful in that race, who's a, a pretty good filly. Uh, not, the only downfall is the last race she ran at Keeneland, where she ran second. Uh, horses coming out of that race are 0 for 7, so that that is a negative, but uh, I think if she runs back anything close to that 91 uh, that she ran in the uh, Royal Delta, that should be tough here. and. We should give the update, Howard. We're at 1190. Who will be the 1200th, Howard? Ah, Who will be?
0: Paul, Paul you got to tell so – hold on. We got to put you on screen there. We, can you show that? Paul, you got to explain to people what that is. Uh, can you show that one more time? You were uh, – go ahead. What is that?
1: Number, number of YouTube subscribers.
0: There you go. I think, Pete, I think when you and I came on board, it was like 38.
2: Yeah, it was. It was I don't even know if it was that high, but it's been <laughs> yeah. it's been going upwards ever since. So I obviously yeah. we're not again. We don't have to get into that every week yeah. and make Howard in, feel bad.
0: We're not in this for credit, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's grown tremendously. I really appreciate all the support. Um, yeah, let, let's, I, I, let's do, I, yeah, I did. Oh, excuse me, Howard. Uh, I did have in my notes so that
1: even in a short field, this race could set up for a closer. Um, it, it, looks like there's quite a bit of speed here, even at a mile and an eighth. And, uh, you know, you got Mr. Pratt sitting there on a Godolphin, uh, a horse on the outside who last time was more on the pace going a mile and an eighth, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that horse coming late. So I, I went, I think two, six, one, uh, in that race.
0: All right. Paul's going two, six, one, uh, Pete, who do you like By the way, Pete, before you, I'm going to bring everyone on screen here just a second. And Paul, I might be a little bit careful with your form. There it was in the way of the camera a few times. Just to let you know, we want to see your wonderful mug. Um, Why? As, Why? As, I, I don't know. That's what. That's That's what. That's what the ladies are telling me. We got a lot of. We've <laughs> heard. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Pete, I just want to tell everyone. We don't want to, uh, you know, keep this too much under the rug, but. Uh, why don't you tell everyone just a little bit of what we talked, you and I talked about a little bit today, and I know Paul uh, is a little bit aware of this that we might have some new videos coming up where you're going to be giving us uh, us and the viewers some statistics that will either include on the YouTube channel or the Race Day blog. You want to just very quickly talk about uh, our ID for the, our our idea, excuse me, for the channel that might help the betters out there.
2: Sure. So as some of the the regular listeners know and viewers know, I always like to come up with some, you know, sometimes some regular basic trainer stats or sometimes some of the little more off the beaten path ones. And again, they're, they're sort of some of them that can be mundane. So we don't want to bring them all up on our regular on our regular video, our handicapping video. So one thing we talked about was, is there a way we can get that information to the people, to the listeners, to the viewers, uh, potentially to the race day blog subscribers. So we've been kicking around whether, Maybe once a week I can do sort of a, you know, 10 to 15 minute video just with, hey, here's the, here's the stats that I came up with for each race. Again, it's not every horse, but it's whatever sort of jumped out at me. That seems to be something that might be prevalent to your handicapping. So we're either going to do it through video form or potentially just do it as an additional attachment to the race day blog. So if you guys are interested in that, then please comment below the video player, comment in the chat. Um, or otherwise, we'll just roll it out and see what you guys think. And there's my uh, Penn State guy.
0: There's Penn State. I don't, uh, Paul, I don't, I don't, I, let's just get this off the screen. I don't know what this guy is. <laughs> this guy, this guy, if he's a friend of Pete, this guy's crazy. By the way, Stan dried Stan Man, thanks for joining the show. Uh, Don Allen, uh, we the people are excited. I like that, Don. Uh, very good. Um, Pete put his own comment in there. Okay, I'm not going to show that. Or someone. That was well, me. Some, no, that was oh, me. Oh, that was yeah. you. Okay. K2, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have – t- Tim Breen agrees with you, by the way, Pete. Um, anyway, uh, we Pete's going to be putting together some videos with stats. We're really excited about uh, about that. Let's get back to this race. Uh, Pete, who do you like here?
2: So I I sort of landed on the one, which I, I think Paul mentioned as one of his top three.
0: This was just one, and
2: I think you might even get a better price, and I think you probably should if you look – the the form's a little muddy you get that six where the i think the the right lost the rider three back and then there's some turf races where he she i should say wasn't that great but if you look she's 4 for 4 in the last in the last four dirt races that she actually finished <laughs> she's 4 for 4 she's got two wins at the distance and the only you know the only loss was when she lost her rider so you don't count that one from three to four, her buyers have gone from being, you know, in the mid to upper seventies, all of a sudden now she's at 81, 89. So it's a logical, what we see from three to four progression. And, and then it just looks like there should be some, like, like Paul mentioned, it looks like there should be some pace. I mean, we, we have 300 plus early pace figure horses. So hopefully yeah. we can get at least a little pace up front. And if so, I, I think this one's got a good shot. could work out a good trip.
0: Yeah, the 3, 4, and 5 all show speed. You know, Exotic West is interesting to me, guys, because this is usually a horse that I try to beat. It's a filly coming off a big top, and she got an absolutely perfect trip last time. But I also agree with everything that that Pete is saying. This, This horse seems to really be improving. I don't see any reason why this horse is taking a step back. I like the fact they gave this horse some time, too. I'm not a big bounce guy. But these are not machines. So I like the fact that Gary Siaka gave us over some time, guys. has been working bullets. Like you said, both of you, there is speed. The 3's got speed. The 4's got speed. The 5 has speed. I agree with Paul that I think the 6 is going to lay off the speed. That was a very slow pace last time. I'm going one six four. I just don't like the speed in this race. I think the 4 is the best of the speeds for Giroux. But it sure looks like there's other speed in there. Uh, and the four looks like an absolute need the lead type, so we'll have to pay attention, guys, the way the track plays for sure on Friday. But Exotic West is also my choice. Pete and I agree, uh, and that Paul, was actually
2: you... my my top three as well. Just I didn't I didn't mention okay. that, but I have the same exact one six four.
0: Paul, did you want to say something there? It looked like.
1: Yeah, well, uh, just to not to uh, be a downer, but since Pete was talking about stats, uh, you know, Gary Siaka, I did do a little looking into his stats in stakes races over the last five years. And it, he is six for 55 and in graded stakes races, Oh, for three. Uh, so this is a big jump for Gary. Gary's a real character. Uh, you know, it, it'd be great to see him win a race on, on a day like this, uh, uh for Louis Lazanaro, who owns one of the better restaurants in Saratoga. Uh, but uh, just just to throw that in there, that, that Gary has not had great success in stakes races in the last five years.
0: Uh, no, and, and Dean, won. of you know, Siaka ships out of New York not too often. And in the last five years, he's never had a starter at Pimlico. But you know what, guys? It's not as if he's shipping across the country. I mean, it's not that far from New York to Baltimore. So the horse is feeling good. It's probably a logical spot. That doesn't bother me at all. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I just... This is just one of those stats that just, I don't know, wouldn't affect me in this particular race, uh, personally. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into the pick five, guys, because I want to make sure we have plenty of time for that. And that is our main uh, emphasis. So let's go ahead into the pick five. Now, the pick five, as I go back to um, race nine. By the way, a few people have asked me already, will I have two blogs? The answer is no. Um, I'm just going to have a blog for Saturday Uh, this weekend, so there will not be a blog for Friday, but I do appreciate people asking about that. And also for people that are part of the podcast pool, my plan as of now, and I'm going to fortify my decision tomorrow, my plan as of now is to only bet the late pick five at Pimlico on Saturday. I don't really want to split up the money between Friday and Saturday. And actually, I think Friday could be, Again, could be a bit chalky. We'll see, but I, I'm more interested in the Friday late pick. Uh, excuse me, the Saturday late pick five. So, those of you that are involved in the podcast uh, pool will be uh, jumping into only the Saturday late pick five, guys. Let's start with the pick five on Friday. Now, it starts at about three thirty-six. I'll go first. Uh, full screen, Eastern Standard Time. We're going to start with the Hilltop Race Night. This is one mile. It is for restricted for three-year-old fillies. And there's a name that sticks out like a sore thumb here. It's a field of seven. The number four, the Breeders' Cup uh, Philly Juvenile Turf winner, Pizza Bianca, who was upset last time for Christophe Clement here, four to five, Jose Ortiz. Let me go ahead and uh, bring up our banners now. I'm going to take this banner off. I'm going to bring up our picks on the bottom of the screen. There are going to be scrolls there. And wow. Okay. Well, there is. it's pretty obvious here. We are all going four eight X, with an extra horse. uh, Pete, I'm going to let you start here. Pizza Bianca just seems to lay over the field, doesn't she?
2: Well, I mean, you, gotta, you have to look at the Italian connection, too, for Siaka oh, and, and the Contis and everyone in the chat. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean...
0: <laughs> you don't, you don't I, want to be thrown out of the family, guys. Never,
2: never. You always have to pick the Italian. But, I mean, this is... And I just did have pizza for dinner, so it all, it all rolls together. So, go. this is one where you hate to... I mean... It's not bad to start off with a single, but everybody in their mother's going to have this as their single. But this is a horse who just looks on paper, like you said, lays over the field, has had a start. So it's not like it's coming off the six-month layoff. It actually has had a start where it ran pretty well, and, and consumer spending is a really good horse. So it's not like yeah. it lost to someone it probably shouldn't have. And actually, consumer spending even, if you look, yeah, I was just going to say that. Even looked stepped up. I mean, if you look from the the progression from two to three, 75, 85. Yeah. So I was impressed with that. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't a worrisome loss no, for Pizza Bianca.
0: Pizza Bianca ran okay too. Yeah, yeah. For the Replay, but I mean, she ran just fine. Just, just uh, consumer spending just came over the top really. So. And this is a
2: this just and and for another reason, this just this field came up relatively soft. I mean, there wasn't yeah. anyone else who jumped out at me.
0: Uh, you want to talk about or Paul? You've got. The, we don't need to actually. I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to let you talk about the eight, Paul, and then I want to talk about Pizza Bianca for a particular reason. We all have the eight in second. This is Vergara. I don't know if these names are Sophie Vergara, who I love from <laughs> a Modern Family. Um, th- this horse has got some talent. I'm, I'm interested in her, Paul. What do you like about this horse?
1: Well, you know, I, you throw out the last race on synthetic, I think. You know, I'm not sure what, what they were doing there, Uh uh, if if Graham Motion just wanted to get a root race into the horse and, you know, that was available, it's just kind of an odd spot, uh, him going to, to Turfway Park with this horse. Um, you know, the the horse obviously never lifted a hoof, but if you throw that out, she, she runs a good third at Laurel in her debut and then breaks her maiden and then goes to Aqueduct and, uh, you know, wins a small stake. The horse is coming out of that race, I will say. Uh, were 0 for 10 with three seconds in, in their next start so it wasn't the strongest race in the world but you know you take the 74 and you know if pizza bianca doesn't fire which is unlikely i think she's the next likeliest and i know you're going to talk about her howard but you know that that race is very excusable the pizza bianca lost you know she she started a move in the far turn but it was more of a gradual move and Jose really, he never really accelerated quickly to try to open anything up, and consumer spending, which as you say, Howard, is a very good horse, was really right on her tail. So Here she it never, is, Paul. If
0: you, sorry, if you want yeah, to talk about Paul. Yeah, take Here. a
1: look. She's the she's the six, and yeah. she's in the yellow, but you could see consumer spending is right on her hip, and while the, she is going to get the lead, look at the, they're virtually noses apart, and she bumps them a little bit there. Um, but you know, it wasn't like she opened up and got picked up. It was more of a duel, and she's got every right to to lose a duel coming off a uh, six five five month layoff. So, uh, I, I really think that's a that makes her more likely to win this race uh, coming off a race them coming off a layoff I think and, the, and so. those and
2: those colors on consumer spending they they win a couple races or two at the at the yeah. New York tracks on the turf every once in yeah. a while those those colors wins coming out of nowhere
0: all right now guys I, I gotta make a very important announcement for everyone who cares to listen because I have some information now listen there, there's always there's always track talk right everyone everyone's mother's like this guy the guy in the street heard XYZ Let me just explain, and I hope people are listening very carefully, watching, and listening carefully at home, because I want to be very clear about this going forward. So many of you know, but some of you don't, that I uh, co-own two horses with my brother. Uh, They're both baby. They're both two-year-olds. They're both going to be running in New York, cross our fingers. One's going to be running, uh, one's going to be trained by Ray Handel, which we're very excited about, a filly on the turf. And the other one is a two-year-old Colt by Tappert, who's going to be trained by Christoph Clement. Now, the reason why I bring this up is um, I definitely have some intel, especially on some of the Clement horses, uh, once in a while. I don't want to make any promises. I don't want everyone to think when I tout something, you should just bet your mortgage on it. You can take information for whatever it's worth, but I will. I'm not going to divulge my specific sources, but you have my word, folks, that when I tell you that I heard something about a Clement horse, um, it's real. Now, whether it's going to come to fruition or not is is for you to decide. But when I give you folks some intel, um, it's from very good sources. I'll just leave it at that. So, gentlemen, um, I I, I called my sources and talked to a few people. And, again, everyone, take this for what it's worth. Pizza Bianca is doing well, but perhaps not quite as well as they had hoped. And not only that, apparently she does not like hot weather. Now, again, take that for whatever it's worth. It is going to be 90 on Saturday. Not only that, this is mainly a prep for Ascot. They still plan on citing the source to Royal Ascot. They, so, again, uh, the connections feel good about her. Because the field is a bit soft is the main reason they feel good about her. But to say that she's 100% uh, would not be a fair statement. Nothing, she's not injured. There's no issue. It's, again, this is a prep for a bigger thing. And also, she doesn't handle the heat very well, apparently. So maybe you want to watch in the paddock. Maybe you want to see her on the track. I'm just throwing that out there, guys, because I found that very interesting. Um, they like Jose Ortiz, um, but they, you know, they like Joel Rosario, too. And Joel was on her in her first uh, two starts. I mean, Jose Ortiz has done nothing wrong, guys, obviously. But um, anyway, I don't really want to say any more. People can take that information for what it's worth. I'm not saying single pizza in Biaga. I'm not saying tosser. I'm just giving people information out there. Uh, the heat factor I found very interesting. Because, again, um, these are these are living, breathing things. Um, she She's not based – I actually, she was based at Payson, you know, guys. But, you know, they work out in the mornings, of course, in Florida on purpose. So they don't run in the heat and humidity of Florida, especially not in the winter. So – again. uh, But everyone's got to deal with the heat. Uh, Pete and Paul, just I'll throw it out there. I know this is a very tough question. That's why I have you guys in the show. Uh, If you were sitting at home and you heard that information, would that sway you anyway at all? Pete, I'll let you go first.
2: I mean, I would say the good thing is, and, and we don't get this lucky sometimes, is that it is the first leg. So if you do have the ability to wait on putting your ticket in and you could watch the live video, then you could see maybe the horse is washed out. Maybe, you know, sometimes they have good analysts on there who are good at sort of describing how they look on the track or how they look in the paddock. Now I'm not, that's not something that I'm skilled at, but if you listen to the analysts who are, maybe they'll say, Hey, this one looks a little worked up or they look a little washed out or, or whatever the case may be. And then maybe you can, you can alternate your bets from there. I mean, I could never just toss her just because she does on talent and pedigree sort of lay over the field. But if you want to do sort of a B ticket with some, some backups, and then if you could kick, I mean, cause she's going to be what three to five, two to five. If yeah. you can find an alternative in the first leg and hit the pick five with an alternative, then you got a chance to really cash for, for a nice payout.
0: I also, you know, there's also uh client's got two. He's got diamond hands in here as well. And I can tell you that, this work here on the 21st at Payson, uh, the connections like that work. They that they very much like that work. Um, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not saying this is a rabbit by any sense of word. I think this horse has some talent, but obviously Pizza Bianca has got more talent. They do put Ired on this horse, Paul. Um, you know, we've seen this before. the The other, you know, the other Clement, the oh, other yeah. Brown. This one seems a little less likely, but it wouldn't shock me. I'm using her underneath, by the way, in, in my uh, ABCs.
1: Yeah, I have her as a C. Howard, and I have in my notes uh, that she should be ridden aggressively, uh, and, and I think she will be ridden aggressively by IRAD in this spot, uh, yeah. not only because it could potentially help Pizza Bianca, but, you know, it's different, different owners, so they're yeah. not necessarily trying to set it up for each other. But I just think the way, if you look, the one – has really no speed the two has no speed the three somewhat you know the four wants to come from behind pizza Bianca wow. as she did in that race you saw the five no speed I I think Ired is a dead send on this horse and you know who knows the horse is 71 uh it's her first start as a three-year-old so you you assume she's going to improve and um you know would I be shocked if the other Clement won no I I have her as a C and and I will be using her a little bit in the race
0: yeah, I might even move her up to a B, guys. I got to be honest. Well, I I have to, I have to see, you know, how Pizza Bianca looks in the paddock and whatnot. But anyway, hopefully that information will help everyone. Uh, Trish Smith likes the statistics, by the way. Uh, Pete, she's, she's looking to that. I put up a banner a little bit while Thanks, ago. Thanks, Trish. Uh, let's go ahead to the next race, guys. This is the second uh, race in the sequence. I'm going to go ahead and go switch to race nine. I'll go up. Oh, that was race nine. Sorry. Race 10. Excuse me. And I'll go ahead and switch the banner right now also. There we go. Uh, race 10. Race 10 is the Miss Preakness Stakes. It's a grade three. Uh, it This is six furlongs for the three-year-old fillies on dirt. It's a field of eight. And we have a horse coming in from California for uh, Sean McCarthy and Flava Flay, Flavian Pratt. Eight to five more line. Under the Stars coming off a very poor effort, Paul, last time. However, this looks like a good spot, uh, for a, uh, a victory perhaps.
1: Yeah, perhaps, you know, you know, I have him as a defense, her as a defensive, a, you know, I, I'm not sure about the, the trainer switch. Obviously we know why she had to leave Baffert's barn, uh, because, you know, it, it doesn't exist, <laughs> uh, uh, for at least for horses who want to ship to the East coast, uh, New York specifically, but um, you know that she stumbled at the break, and De- Desert Dawn came back and ran very well in the Oaks. But you know Sean McCarthy, for what it's worth, shipping in general twelve percent. When you add in dirt as a filter, ten percent, and when you make it a sprint, nine percent. So you know uh, now the other side is the two losses to Ida. That's a that's a mod. Monster Baffert horse, you know, the, yeah. the two losses out in California. So, you know, as I say, I have her as an A. I did not pick her on top. I went with, uh, I went with Happy Soul, uh, hmm. but right. I, I do have the two as an A. But I did go – I did pick Happy Soul ahead of her.
0: Well, tell, tell us why, Paul.
1: Well, I think it's – I think she's cutting back in distance, which is the right thing. Uh, unlike those McCarthy stats I just gave you, Wesley Ward obviously ships very well. 23%. You add in dirt 25%. Sprint twenty-five percent. Uh she beat uh pretty birdie in the Oaklawn race. That's a pretty good Norm Cassie, Mary Lou Whitney stable horse. Uh she did get a I will say in that race, she got a dream trip on the rail, saved every bit of ground on the rail in that Dixie Bell at Oaklawn. Yeah. And you know, came back in a route, which was turned out to be a good race, you know, nest was the favorite in the oaks and uh, ran second uh and and she doesn't want to go a mile on a 16th that, that obviously was a trial balloon to see if she might be able to go to the oaks and they learned that it was not the right distance so i think the distance is right uh ward ships well johnny v has ridden the horse every race of her life this is a horse uh, they had high hopes for, bargain basement, $50,000 purchase. Uh, so I, I think she has got a very good chance.
0: Uh, Pete, we disagree with Paul. And actually, Pete, this, this is the first time I think since you've been co-host, we have the same three.
2: Yeah, exact, I noticed that.
0: Order. Yeah. So the, For better or for worse, we're either going to look really smart or really, really stupid here. Um, under the Stars, I'll, I'll let you talk about Under the Stars and then also, I want you to talk about our second choice because I'm really, really interested uh, in the five. Even though I have her in second, what is it that you like about Under the Stars, Pete?
2: Just a couple things. Well, I mean, I think it's just a, it's a talented horse to begin with, and and so you can't you can't get past that. But. McCarthy, I, I was looking and McCarthy was like 26% wins and 53% in the money in the past two years, like the first run after a trainer switch. So at wow. least he's he's got some good stats doing that. And also, I, I mean, it picks up Pratt. She picks up Pratt, which you can never go wrong with that. She won a grade two sprinting. So it feels like she should relish the cutback. She's been working very well. If you look back at the, especially two back was a nice one. And the last one was a nice sort of maintenance. It looks like, but, a, but a strong one. And hey, then Pete, the day oh, yeah,
0: I've shown, I've shown works before on the show. I, I'm not going to show the works. I watched both those works. They are both oh, XB TV. Uh, Pete, they, they were very good. I'll tell you what I really like. They were sort of slow, early, fast, late. It looks like they're trying to teach us for us to rate a little bit. And I was super, again, take it forever. It's worth people out there. I was super duper impressed visually with the last two works brought to the stars. That's awesome.
2: And then they're also the, I looked and the dam has a 30% win in dirt sprints. So it's actually someone, you know, this looks like a horse who should be good sprinting. And again, the last one to me, the last one was a toss. If you watched it the, again, the stumble just really took her out. Yeah. I see Trish. I saw Trish likes, and you know, yeah. our, uh, our podcasting Godfather, he loved, he used to love under the stars. If I remember from his pod, Matt Bernier, cause I think that was, he thought that was the best California horse. Um uh, even ahead of some of the other Baffords at the time. So I, I know he had a he had an affinity for her as well.
0: And you it's funny. I don't know if you saw Matt's uh, tweet today. He tweeted out some of the fact that the, the best horse coming out of the Oaks uh is not is running I think you said the best horse coming out of the Oaks or his favorite horse coming out of the Oaks is running this weekend at Pimlico and it's not Secret Oath. <laughs> it's under the stars and then Jay Pridman. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. Jay Privman tweeted back I think in a in a playful way not not you know in a real serious way uh, said that he doesn't like out of the stars Jay Privman. so I don't know who he likes in this race but I guess there's varying opinions on of the stars she's really talented and I love the works I th- I just think she's better than happy soul Pete that's my opinion she's faster she's better she's I think she has a few ways that she can go can we talk about the five for a second because saucy lady T on the surface Pete looks way too slow right yeah she's eight to one <laughs> Whoop. hello oh
2: boy oh we can hear you we oh, you can hear, you. hear
0: me yeah yeah okay wow that was can weird. you hear I us a, okay uh i can hear you guys like just had like a power surge or
2: i saw it looked like a lightning strike behind you or something it was a
1: you know okay, you
0: guys can still hear me yeah and i think we're still on the air so okay this is very weird okay everyone's okay everyone's here
1: anybody yeah, it any? was a, it was a lightning bolt filled Uh, Pete sent by uh, uh, Mattress (laughs) Mac because you actually
0: see lightning. Did did you actually see a flash or something? Uh, Uh, Mattress
1: Mac sent it because you picked against the run happy. (laughs) happy
0: (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Wow, welcome to live. That was very, there. I just had a, I'm fine. There's like an energy, uh, a surge or something, which never happens. Actually, I lost my other monitor, but anyway, go ahead and talk, Pete. Uh, we're, we're good, everyone. Uh, talk about what you like about the five who I think. Uh, looks, is very slow on paper, has yeah. been off since October. What? Why do you have this horse in second, Pete? Because Honestly, I really agree with
2: you. It, it was a little bit of a flyer because I, I, I like the price. And I mean, I like the, obviously you look at the company it was keeping and it wasn't embarrassed. She wasn't embarrassing herself. She was, she was running pretty well behind, obviously Echo Zulu. We know her and, and just some of those other horses are just really good, really good company she was keeping. And then she was coming back and I, my, my note was she would need to take a, a jump, but usually the jump from 3 to 4 comes hopefully if you have a pretty good horse. And then uh, the one thing I liked was you know Grand Motion has like 24% wins, 51 in the money from like 150 to 240 day layoff, but the one I really liked was he's 36% wins, 64% in the money first after a trainer switch on dirt so he's one who can get a horse ready, obviously because of the layoff, because of the trainer switch, good stats on both. He can get a horse ready. So if he can jump her up a little bit and under the stars, isn't as good as maybe we're hoping or expecting her to be. I feel like this one has the talent and has a little bit of the back class $425,000 purchase to to make a jump here at, at eight to one, if we get that price.
0: Yeah, I agree. And <laughs> I wish, I, there's a reason why I'm off screen right now, because I'm trying to figure out how to get my uh, uh, my other screen going here, but that's okay. We can just keep talking. Uh, we're we're going to be flying by the seat of our pants here, guys, because uh, I have things on this monitor that's not coming up that uh, we might need, but I, we'll, we'll wing it here as we go along. Um, there's a lot of speed in this race, so what I can't do right now, guys, is I cannot, um, hold on a second. Yeah, I can't, uh, okay. Um, I can, so I can't scroll up and down through the PPs right now. So that's okay. We'll, 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 figure it out. We might, we might actually take a one minute break and come back, but let me just, let me just talk for a second here, guys. Um, there's a lot of speed in this race. And again, now I don't have the PPs. Maybe you guys can help me actually, if you don't mind, cause I'm sure you got the PPs somewhere. I believe the one's got a lot of, the one's got a lot of speed, right? From the rail, I believe. No, oh, yes. that's the one.
2: The, are, is that the right one? Yeah, um, the one's I got like the one, the Yeah, one I was one
1: looking at fast. the logo. I don't yeah. like the
0: one, but the one is fast. I know that. Yeah, the
1: one's got speed. The 3's got a uh, good speed, Lady Scarlet. Yeah, uh, Red Mascarella last time. The 6
0: only really has one way to go in my opinion, Paul. I respect oh, yeah. it. I know I know that six closed like two back, but I think she's best on the lead. This is just one of those horses, guys, that I always am interested. This horse cost 4 and 25,000, right? Um It's grab motion. He's good off layoffs. I don't have the stat in front of me now, but I know he's good off layoffs. If the race falls apart, which I don't think is impossible, and maybe under the stars like stubs her toe, to me, this is the one you want. I mean, I I think she's going to take a step up. Um, I'm definitely using her underneath um, in tries probably. And this is sort of the horse that that I think is is sneaky. Um, Paul, do you think this horse can win, or is this horse just way too slow in your mind?
1: Uh, no, I I have mixed, I have Rizzi C uh, and, and I have mixed feelings. Uh, Pete's stats are all on target, but Pete, if you now take Graham motion on the trainer switch only in dirt sprints stakes, he's one for eight. Yeah. Uh, so to whatever, you know, whatever, for whatever that's worth. The other thing is I'm not so sure you're going to get the price you think you're going to get. Because those two Echo Zulu running lines, you know, the casual person's going to say, hey, wait a minute, that horse was, you know, one of the one of the ones in the yoke. So, uh, you know, maybe you'll get the eight to one morning line. I, I don't think you're going to get more. And, and I'm not so sure you're going to get the price. But I, I, do, I do see the point, Howard, of if the race uh, falls apart. You know, the question is, you know, how far behind... Um, you know, you got Fergal Lynch, who's a, is a good mid-Atlantic uh, jockey, uh, has never ridden the horse, which is probably not ideal. Um, you know, this horse is kind of bred to to go long, uh, so it's an interesting move, uh, cutting cutting her back. But if you have to cut her back, they have to love the uh, – Graham has to love the way the race flow looks to set up.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, not oh, – oh, sorry, Howard. I'm no, just going to say no. it's not often you get – six horses out of an eight horse field that have a uh, hundred time form early pace figures. That's a, I mean, again, we always say we, you see that sometimes and they don't all go, someone doesn't break, but in that one, I mean, it's just, it, it makes for someone coming off the pace and and if you can catch one at a price and if you can beat a low favorite, like we talked about in the last race, then you could really blow up your, your pick five.
0: Yeah, for sure. So guys, here's what we're going, here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm not going to take a break. Um, so those of you watching, thanks for being patient. What's going to happen? And I, I know those of you at home have no idea what, what's happening, but uh, my other monitor went out. So all, we're, we're, I still have the PPS. Um, i just going to have to bear with me a little bit because when I bring the PPS up on screen, um, I'm not going to be able to uh, see the. I, I don't know what's going to what what you guys are going to be looking at, but I believe. Let me just.
1: Uh, All I know just... is, Pete. Thank God he has us, Pete. Imagine if he was solo I mean, tonight. What a horror! I mean, he'd be
2: season. just. Yeah, that's why we have us to to vamp. It'd be yeah. discombobulated.
1: It'd be more yeah,
0: discombobulated. You know, He's pretty um, discombobulated as it is. Frank. well, it's, this has just never happened before live. You know what, guys? Um, uh, um, you know what, we have a choice. You, I'm gonna ask you guys. I'll tell you what. I'm laying out my great colors. We got two choices. We can either do without the PPS the rest of the show, or we can take a one minute break. And I can see if we can fix the monitor. Uh, Paul, as the PR guy, I'm going to let you make the call. What should we do?
1: Uh, the show must go on, Howard. Everyone's got their own PP's. And all right. Yeah.
0: All right. Sorry, guys. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not, we don't have the PP's to show everyone. But so we apologize to everyone. I'm gonna sort of have to. Uh, I have the PP's. We all have the PP's. Greatly apologize for that. Blame that on Mother Nature. All right. Let's move on to the next race, guys. Uh, the next race is race uh, ten. And I'm going to go ahead and look it up for myself before I 11, uh, sorry, race 11, excuse me, race 11, right guys? Race 11. This is the very one. It's five furlongs on the turf. It's $100,000. It is for older fillies and mares. It's a big field. Let me go ahead and switch the uh, banners here. And again, I apologize to everyone at home. We're still going to give you great quality coverage. You just not want to be able to see the past performances, everyone. Uh, there's our picks on the bottom. Wow. We all have the 10 on top, and we all have the two in the mix also. Uh, listen, we th- this is unusual for us, actually. But, uh, Pete, state your case. Why is it you like the 10, if I recall, is a speed horse here that is uh, three to 3-1 mowing line, uh painting them blues away for oh jane sabelli real nice trainer uh turf sprinter and fergal lynch
2: yeah this is one this was probably my my best bet of the sequence i just the only concern i had was the was the 10 hole this is another one where there's a at least on paper there's a ton of speed in this race including r10 who we all picked so the, the hope would be that that she doesn't get she doesn't get sort of hung out to dry and get stuck on the far turn, but but hopefully she's fast enough to at least work herself in position. But a few things I like: she's nine for thirteen wins at the distance, so she obviously loves going the five furlongs. The last two wins at five furlongs, she busted ninety buyers, so she again she loves the distance. And you could see that her form's a little muddy when she runs those other distances or when she's on and off track. So the only two bad sprint races she has we're at five and a half on an off track. So again, it muddies the form up. So maybe you get this three to one plus. And then the other thing you mentioned Sabelli. he's got 35% wins 58 in the money on this sort of layoff. The only thing he didn't have, but he was four for 58 wins in like non graded stakes. So in just regular stakes races, but again, um, I just think this horse just, just, just because of the, the, the five furlongs, and again, hopefully she has enough speed to just work herself in position, and I just really like this horse.
0: Uh, by the way, the trainer is a female, so unless we're – What did I say?
2: Did I say I, he? he oh, yeah, okay. but that's,
0: listen, we, <laughs> that's okay. The first co-host failed by Pete Visco. Hey, you know, uh, I call the right. horses
2: the wrong – you call the horses the wrong uh, gender every single time, so, yeah, so know, what, know. you know what.
0: Uh, it can happen. Uh, Paul, you've got uh, the tight on top. You like the six, uh Paul, and second – Pete has in third, and the six as I scroll here is Cam the Queen twelve to one more line uh, for for Victor Carrasco is actually a pretty good jockey.
1: He is a good jockey. It's a Maryland bread, you know. There's a lot of Maryland breads and PA breads uh, running uh, this weekend. It's 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 you know, you like to see the the locals uh, take this shot with all the heavy hitters coming in. Um, I'm kind of with you guys with the ten, but as Pete says, it's his best bet of the sequence. It's my weakest opinion of my opinions of the A's. You know, I did go back and watch the Tampa race. Um, The one thing I do like is the horse broke, Pete. I'm sure you saw that race. Broke first, but another horse wanted to go, and she just kind of let her go and stalked and took over in the stretch. And that might very well happen here. You know, the three who is a dirt horse, uh, I'm not sure what she's doing here, but um, the three on dirt at least has a ton of speed, uh, has no turf pedigree. But if the three has the, transfers the speed to the turf, you know, she may go. So this 10, especially from out there, might have to stalk and, and, and got a taste of that last time and did it pretty well. So, I mean, I like her. She's my top choice. Uh, I don't know that the race is much of a slam dunk, though, to be honest with you.
0: Now, a few people are asking about the three in the chat, Princess Kokachin, uh, who is a pretty cool horse. I mean, she's a four-year-old, 10 for 17 lifetime. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this horse has zero turf breeding, like no turf breeding. This is exactly the kind of horse that I completely throw toss out. I, I know she's got win, 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 one, one, one. This is one of those horses, guys, that's going to be very popular with the betting windows, I think. But this is also a horse that I just would never use. I mean, she has no turf whatsoever the 10 is a faster horse and a better horse and better for turf so you know that i i don't like the three here at all but if you want to use her go ahead let's talk about honey pants for a second who we all have in the mix uh pete honey pants is a clement horse so guess what i have a little bit of intel on this horse as well <laughs> but i'll let you talk about the two honey pants coming off a huge win and a buyer top
2: yeah, I mean, that was that was sort of the the driver for me was this was one who, again, came back in 22, had a, you know, had a, an, an off the off the turf race on the tapeta uh, ran OK, but then came back, back on the turf, back, what, back what she wants to do. You know, the 91, it's a little suspicious. It's such a big jump that yeah, that sometimes you get concerned about a jump like that. But it's one where if that's who she is now and she picks up ortiz and has Clement, who's who's good really good some really good stats third off a layoff on turf then i mean it's just a logical horse now again that could have been a, a, a that could have been an anomaly and then she takes a step back but it's just one to it's hard to leave her off after uh, producing a run like that
0: did you see the work pattern uh paul on this too and if you didn't let me tell everyone again i know people cannot see uh, and I'll just apologize for the very last time of, with the technical difficulty tonight because of Mother Nature. Um, for, for those of you that don't have uh, the past performances at home or if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or Anchor and you don't have the PPs, uh, Honey Pants won very well. Uh, she won on April 9th going five furlongs with a 91 buyer. The next Publix work she has, Paul, was not until last week at Belmont, forty-eight and four breezing uh, on the dirt. So it, it appears visually that she missed more. Well, she that she, there's a month between her last start and her uh, last work. Any thoughts on that, Paul? Without knowing information, I'm about to give you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would expect with a month, I'd I'd expect more like two works. So it, it appears to me like she probably missed. You know the – they're not going to work probably for a a few weeks after a race, but I would expect to work. So my guess is she missed one. The other thing about her, and I do like her, uh, I do think she has to work out a trip. Now she's on the inside and it's a turf sprint, but you know, she is a big closer. So, you know, I read is going to have to work out a trip. She's going to be coming, uh, I think from, from a pretty, pretty good distance back and, you know, Those five furlong turf sprints, there's there's not much margin for error when it comes to the trip. But anyway, Howard, enlighten us.
0: Yeah, I will. I'm just, uh, you know what, I'm just checking to see, are the PPs up now? No. Uh, Hold on, let me just try one more thing. Because I think...
2: I'm just trying something guys. So go ahead. And, and Paul to your, to, just to, um, well, he does that to your yeah. point there. The one thing I liked about the last run, again, the, the pace wasn't hot, so they didn't maybe have a chance to get away from her, but she was closer in her last one, you know, sitting only two, three, as opposed to some of those races last year, where she was putting herself a little further back. So maybe that's something that they worked on between last year and this year was getting her a little more in the race. And if, if that's the case, With this speed, if she can sit, you know, if she can sit in like fifth or sixth behind this speed, then maybe it'll be a little easier for her to pounce than it would be if she was running, you know, sort of dead last 10th, 11th. So hopefully, Irad can keep her closer and work out that kind of trip.
0: Okay, here's the information, guys. I'm not going to mess with that. I'm going to fix that for the show. Uh, Honey pants, get ready for this. See, this is the great... You know, I don't know about you guys, but I always want to be the guy that like has some kind of inside intel. I was always pissed, like how do these handicappers know these trainers and get all this information that we don't have. Guess what? We're, start- we're starting to be some of those people that have information. Uh, Honey pants worked, and it's-, it's not published. Worked on May first. I don't have a time. I don't have details, but I know that Honey Pants Paul did get that second work that you just mentioned on May first. So to me. Uh, that means a little bit. That means there's nothing wrong. They gave her a little bit of time after the last race, and then she had to ship up, you know, up uh up north also from Florida. So they just gave her a little time after the ship. But again, Honey Pants did work on May first. Um, actually down in Florida, excuse me. Uh, yes, she worked down in Florida May first and then shipped her up for her last work, just to let everyone know. So she's doing fine. She's also one of the few horses in this race, guys, that can close. And I always like that at turf sprint, but turf sprints are, are tough. All right, we talked about this race quite a bit, guys. Let's go ahead on to race 12. This is the penultimate race before the uh, Preakness Stakes, as I'm going to go ahead and switch my own PPs. That of course people cannot see. This is the Great Thief Pimlico Special. It's always one of my favorite races, actually, of the year. I think it's always underrated. It's a fun race, it's always a big feel. It's a mile and 316, guys. Um, so it's a little more than a mile and eighth, uh, a 16th of a mile and more. <laughs> $300,000 uh, is the purse. It's a big field of 11, but as I show the pics here coming up on the screen, uh, yeah. Not a lot of variety <laughs> for uh, on the screen here. Uh, guys, I'm going to go ahead first, if you don't mind. We've all got 168. If people can be more creative out there, God bless you. The one, to me, just looks very tough in the spot. Vindictive, uh, two-to-one morning line for IRAD. Last two races were buyers of 101, then took a three-month break as a newly turned four-year-old and ran well off the layup with a 97 buyer. Both those races are mile and eighth. He's got foundation. Uh, interesting. The dam, by the way, the dam is um, out of a Montbrook dam. Well, Montbrook was a, was a speedy uh, sprinter. If I remember guys, I didn't look it up and I'm 99% positive about that. So I find it interesting. This horse wants to go long. Anyway, been working well since uh, Stone street, took a nice trip, blah, blah, blah. I think uh, vindictive is going to be very tough here in this spot. But the horse I'm interested in, apparently you guys are all interested in the same thing, and I wish we could show the PPs. Uh, this is not my son, but I might adopt him if he wins this race. I, I've, I've always been a fan of First Captain, the 8, who's 5-1 morning line for Suge. Now, last time, people might remember on this show, I loved First Captain in the last race. He was awful. I, I don't know what happened. He was in a 7-for-a-long uh, sprint race in the Carter. It was obviously a, a tough field, speaker's corner is an absolute monster. There was a reinvestment risk, mind control. It was a tough field. Uh, He was horrible without any real excuses. I have no idea what happened. They're they're putting, this is a horse for West Point. Suge is putting the blinkers on and stretching this horse way, way out from seven to a mile three sixteenths. But what I like about this horse, guys, is he ran last year. I thought okay in the curling uh, at Saratoga. Uh, Paul, I'm assuming you were probably there for that race. I want to ask you about that. Against Dynamic, one and Miles D. I mean, finished a distant third, but that's when he was a, an early developing three-year-old. And this is a complete in-show guy trust angle. Um, I, I, I'm assuming this horse just doesn't want to sprint, maybe. Is going to be better going longer. Gets blinkers on. Uh, costs 1.5 million. Has been working bullets, guys. And I just think there's a lot of intent here. I don't have any kind of sneaky work tab or, you know, I, I just it's just more of a gut feeling. But this is sort of the new face, which a bunch a bunch of other horses here that are older, that run just like mid-80s and blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for someone fresh. Uh, Paul, what is it? You- I-, I probably covered a lot about first captain. Um, actually, Pete, I'll let you go because you've got this horse second. Um, I don't know. I-, I think he's fascinating for really no real reason other than just I think he's
2: talented. <laughs> I-, I think it was the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a talented horse. It's obviously bred. I mean, you look at Curlin – I have yeah. an AP mare, so obviously the distance shouldn't be a problem. And again, the, yeah, you see that one, the mile in an eighth race, where again, it was, and Dynamic One takes a lot of flack, but I mean, it's a, it's a solid horse, and Miles D's a really good horse, so it wasn't losing to bums there. So I, I just sort of no. liked it for the same reason, like you said, Suge usually brings him along slowly. That last race was a clunker, so that's why you're probably getting a better price. I mean, I mean if, he, if he ran well in that race, he would have probably been a lot lower here. And then I like the... You, you add Saez and you add blinkers to where maybe I'm thinking they're going to try and get this horse a little closer and try and get it in the mix a little earlier. And then maybe, um, just twi- mix the style up a little bit, just get her, get him, get him, get him out there a little bit cause he's got a nice closing kick. So some, you know, if he can go distance, if he can last the distance and he can put his closing kick in again, yep. there's a little bit of speed in here. So I, I think it can make a run. And I like that price. Well, actually, I was hoping to get more of a morning. I, I would hope. I would love I, I mean, more. I don't, but
0: yeah. I don't think. I don't know if I had badman five to one. I think, well, unfortunately, that's what about he's going to be. I mean, I think he should be more like seven or eight to one, just because there's so many question marks here. Uh, speaking of question marks, we all have the six and third, and Paul, i to let you talk. are you, sorry, you have the six and second. Excuse me, Paul. Um, what is it with all the Italian connections uh, this weekend here? Uh, Capacostello, I Capacostello. I can't believe Visco
1: didn't pick this sauce on top. This is a shock.
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was, I was a, laying
2: it in the weed. So we get a good price on it, Paul. I'm just, yeah, I, I, didn't really wanna, is, I didn't want to tout horse, it too much.
1: This horse is very pace dependent. I, you know, uh, she's going to be coming late. I, I think at a, even at a mile and an eighth, I think, I think she's pace dependent. That second last time she was just, he, he was simply, you know, the best of the rest fearless, uh, went off at one to five and, and one yeah. easily. And, you know, someone had to run second, uh, You know, I'd say this, Howard. I I, I like, you know, I'm going to tell you why this game is great, very, very briefly. Two horses next to each other. Take a look at the seven. The seven is 15 to one. Okay, also entered on Saturday, so may scratch here. But the seven was bought for (laughs) $3,000 at Keeneland. He was hip number 3,452 in a sale of 4,600. Horses okay, wow. session 11 out of 13, three thousand dollars. The horses earned 218,000. You, McMahon, middle, middle, mid Atlantic trainer. I don't yeah. think he's ever won a graded stakes. Right next to him is you, know, we talked about the breeding. This is pedigree <laughs> royalty, yeah, a curling out of an APND mare that West Point went to 1.5 million at yeah. the Saratoga 2019 phasing Tipton sale. Now, first captain has earned about seventy thousand more in his in his career. It's it just it just a little example of why the game is great. Um, I Paul, experience. I love I love
0: the deep I love the deep dive, Paul, and Accelerator, looking at the looking at the what which which uh, which uh, not which sale. What do they call right. it? Uh, which, which book? Right, the book. The, yeah. the, the, hey, unbelievable. Uh,
1: it's, if, if you want to be a co-host <laughs> of a premier racing podcast. You
0: have to do your homework. Okay? <laughs> well, I, I, I think that's cool. It, it, it is. It is go
1: ahead.
0: good. No, nah, I, I just think it's cool that you can listen. Horses come in all shapes, sizes, dollar amounts. Right. It's just it, – I'm glad you brought that up. It, it is really cool. But what do you like about the, the six uh, clunks up or has an actually an outside shot? I,
1: I think she's got an outside shot. I didn't, you know, anything with – you know, you could put Flavian Pratt on one of the Arabians in the 14th race on Saturday. And <laughs> I'll, I'll bet him. Um, you know, again, it depends on how the race is run. Yeah. Um, you don't figure, at least on paper, it doesn't look like it's going to be too fast. It looks like the four uh, is is certainly going to go. And, and the seven, if he stays in, uh, again, I'm not sure what they're doing. He has entered in an optional claiming race on Saturday. Okay that okay. horse um so you know it's just going to be a question of do they want to swing for the fences here and i'll be honest with you it's you know if you're them it's not the most ridiculous uh it's not the most ridiculous swing i mean vindictive is a handful i agree i have him yeah. as a single when we look, show a caveman pick fives later yeah yeah i, I chose this is the race to single okay. he's a handful but uh yeah i think if uh the six can stay in touch with the field and get some pace to run at, he might have a puncher's chance, as they say.
2: Hey Howard, uh, real quick, you wanna you want to laugh at the six. So if you looked up uh, Fausto Gutierrez's graded stakes record, you'd be like, oh man, ten out of twenty one wins. That's awesome. Yeah, and then you look yeah. and you uh, go, look, let me guess all tens are <laughs> the, the big the big yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't mean loser, I mean Latruska, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's funny because
2: basically 0 for seven with everyone else. But if you get Latruska in your barn, uh, that comes in handy.
0: Uh, last thing, and we're going to move on to the, uh, black eyed Susans. No one's talked about the three, which is the other pletcher untreated who actually has better figs than the six. Um, I don't love untreated, but sh- he's the second choice. I believe at seven to two. I'm using him. whereas I'm using him as a C. I'm just not a fan. I don't know. I, he doesn't do much for me, but I mean, he could win. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be impossible.
1: Uh, same here. Same here. Yeah, w- C. am three in the five, uh, uh, I have. They duelled last time. Uh, untreated took the lead and was out duelled by Forewarned, who was inside. Okay. I got them
0: both to sees just in case. All right. L- let's talk about the feature race of the day, guys. We'll talk uh, again, everyone. Thanks for watching. So we got a large amount of people watching again tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we are going to be deep diving into the Preakness Day card with emphasis on the late uh, All-Stakes Pick Five with Our special guest from TVG, the one and only Caleb Keller, a fantastic analyst on TVG, will be with us. And just to let everyone know very briefly, tomorrow's show, we really haven't done a lot of uh, traditional HHH Racing podcast shows recently. And for those that are new to the show, uh, often I bring in a guest and we talk about his or her life in horse racing and do a quick you know, background and then we do the handicapping. That is what's going to happen tomorrow. So we're going to talk to Caleb Keller uh, with our co-hosts on the screen, guys, for about 15, 20 minutes at the most, and then we'll get into the handicapping. So the first about 15 minutes, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, with Caleb Keller. We'll be uh, learning more about Caleb and his life and his background, and then we will get into handicapping, uh, which is sort of how this show, uh, how I envisioned this show when I started it last year. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Guys, race 13. It's a Black Eyed Susans. It's the uh, second leg, per se, of the, I guess, Philly Triple Crown, you, you could say, for three olds on the dirt. The less heralded of course, uh, from the Kentucky Oaks. We've got a big field here. Uh, it's a field of, excuse me, of, of, of 13. Uh, and I think it's a pretty wide open field. I believe I have the picks, yes, on the bottom of the screen. Uh, we are quite different here. This is a difficult race. Pete, I'm going to let you go first. You've got 7, 6, 12, as everyone can see on the screen. You've got the seven horse who is...
2: Distinctly possible. Distinctly
0: possible. Yep, 6-1 morning line for Chad Brown and Ired. I'd say that's a pretty good combination. Coming off only a maiden special weight, so you're going with a bit of a fresh face here.
2: Yeah, this was one. I, I agree with you that I think this is a pretty wide open race. I mean, I, I think the favorite has enough question marks and maybe didn't draw the best to where, to where she'll be beatable. So I was looking just for... The the one that when I landed on the seven, I was like, I think this one's just improving. And again, you said, I mean, just broke the maiden this year, but actually was you know was in some quality races last year against quality horses, and comes back and and obviously obviously Chad Brown knows what he's doing. He's got Irad Honor, and I, I just like that this one if can take another step forward, I think can get to where maybe these other horses are already six hundred seventy thousand dollar purchase. Didn't beat a ton in the last one. A couple maiden breakers next out. So a couple winners who wound up breaking their maiden next out. So it wasn't the best of fields, but I thought it was a relatively professional run. Did what she's supposed to do, did what she couldn't do last year, which was actually win a race. And and Chad was you know, he's, he's really good. Second off. I had some stats seven for 19 wins 15 for 19 in the money. Second off like a 150 to 210 day layoff. So he's going to have this horse ready. Now, whether she's good enough is a, is a crap shoot. I think it's, I'm just going on blind faith at this point, but I like the price. I like the connections and I like that. There's a little bit of back class there. So that's where I'm going to go on top, but I'm, this is a spread
0: race for me as we'll see in the pick five. Pete, hey, did you happen to have a stat, Maiden Breaker to stake Race Chad Brown stat? Did you happen to look that up? I'm just You know, curious. I
2: don't – I don't know if I did. I will. If you want to talk for a minute, I'll look yeah, it up I, but, real quick. I, I'd, I'd be
0: fascinated to know that stat. I know it's – you know, I think it's really only valid you know, with, with more of two-year-olds. You don't see it a lot with three-year-olds. But if you can look that up, Pete, as I talk to Paul, I'd be curious to know. And if you can look it up with three-year-olds, that would even be better. But, again – I d I don't, don't wanna hold you to something that's gonna be difficult to I mean find. he's
2: I, I have the he's twenty three percent wins, seventy two percent in the money, fifteen out of sixty four, forty six out of sixty four overall,
0: and then for that three, that that's sorry, is that maiden breaker to stakes? That's race? maiden
2: breaker to graded stakes. I, I wonder did. how
0: many of those are on the turf though. Yeah, let me let me uh probably Right Paul the I mean, oh, I'm yeah, sure They're probably they very good on the turf. I can't imagine the dirt numbers are going Actually, really let's as good, do Paul. the dirt
2: number and we'll see. Uh, all right, even better, twenty seven percent, seven out of 26, 73 percent in the money, nineteen out of twenty six. Wow. So he's okay. got some, and actually some good ones. Let me see if you put that down to three year olds. Let me see if it changes. Thirty <laughs> three percent, seventy five. So yeah, all the all the, I probably wow. looked them okay. up and didn't include them because I was like, yeah, it's Chad Brown. All his freaking stats
0: are good, <laughs> so it doesn't really make a difference. Paul, did you did you look up the stats, or you just you just looking for a fresh face, also, or what did you see here?
1: well again here's the disclaimer you know that i i get caught up in horses that i write about with, okay so take that <laughs> take take everything i say about this with a grain of salt because i i did do a deep dive into D- divine huntress last year for mid-atlantic thoroughbred and uh it is another interesting story rick bowman who was a you know small small trainer bred the horse and brought him to timonium and you know you you know how you're an owner now. You know, these people bring horses to a sale. Yeah, they gotta get X or they'll take the horse back. He was looking for sixteen thousand dollars. The bidding ended at fifteen five. One more bid, the horse is gone. He buys the horse back for sixteen thousand, runs him once, and then all of a sudden the horse runs off the screen at parks of all places. And Graham Motion simultaneously texts his racing manager, Jane Buchanan, who is texting him to say, we got to go get this horse. So they call Aaron Wellman, and this guy, Rick Bowman, who was willing to lose the horse for $16,000, now sells him to Eclipse, a a piece of him to Eclipse, and you can assume he got more than $16,000. Now, having said all of that, the horse uh, ran just okay last time in the Gazelle, uh, did not run well in the Rachel Alexander, Uh, They bought this, Eclipse bought this horse with the hope of going to the Oaks. Obviously, that didn't materialize. I'm just not ready to give up. They get Pratt. uh, You know, Motion does not run horses in spots that he thinks is unrealistic, as we saw at Belmont on Saturday when the Highland horse, uh, took down the the two of the three it's all you need in the pick five the two of the three the two of yeah. the three and graham
0: Motion by the way paul's the talking about the one i don't know if i'm just the not one. listening but i don't yeah. know if paul mentioned the one i don't know if you said yeah, the, the one d- yep yeah okay, i'm Hunters. sorry i was i'm a little bit out of sorts right now go ahead yeah
1: um so <laughs> I, i'm just not ready yeah it's 15 to one morning line i'm not you know again uh it, it's probably i probably know a little too much about her and it'll cost- usually the horses i write about cost me money so any money I make for writing, I I put back through. A uh, Catholic boy being an exception,
0: um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to. She ran real get... well. She ran real well three back in that parks race, Paul. I agree with you. And I was actually better than Rachel Alexander. I was I was interested in yeah. her, and she did zero running, and and zero. you know, and then she was wide against the flow and the gazelle. I think she's got some talent. I I actually have her as a C. Um, I don't love her in this spot, but I I hear what you're saying. It would it would shock me.
1: And let me say this: the one thing I do have a strong opinion on this race is that if anyone thinks it's a walkover for the ten, you know, I want to be in the same paramutual pool because the horses never run outside of California. Again, we're down. We're at you know, these horses that have been moved from Yachtin to McCarthy. Uh, not exactly sure why. I think he's won one graded stakes. He doesn't ship uh, a whole lot. Uh, you know, I get, I get it. He was a second by a neck. Desert Dawn ran a very yeah. good third in the Oaks at 58 to one. I get it. But uh, anyone who, I think this is a sp- spread, spread, spread race. And I know a lot of people think it's a single to
0: 10 and close the sequence. So I, I'm going to try to get alive here to several horses. Yeah, that's a Dare Manor, by the way. Uh, is is the ten that's going to take a lot of money? The, what I, I I have the ten in third. I mean, she can win, obviously, but she's going to be way too low a price. Paul, I agree with you. And there's a lot. There's a bunch of speed in this race to me. Um, I'm going with the six guys, and this is a, 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 a the kind of horse that I don't usually go with. To be very the Maryland bread, Howard. The but, Maryland yeah, Red. I love Well. That. You know, I like horses that can, like, show some kind of explosive uptick. You know, sort of like you guys are – I don't think the 7 is the one, but I respect your guys' opinion. But, you know, Luna Bell is just really consistent and really good. And I think there's a lot to be in this race. You know she can close. I've barely heard of this jockey, uh, to be very honest with you. This uh, uh, Aranhu – I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful. i just Arahu, not familiar.
1: David Aranhu, yeah. Yeah,
0: I just, I'm just not familiar with him. Um, he's 18% this year, so obviously he's a decent jockey. Um, I watched the last replay. I know it was just 125K, but it was open company. It was also the first time she went two turns, which I think is a very yes. important factor because you never know. That one-turn mile at Laurel is just down the chute. So she's proven she can get two turns. And, guys, she won, like, as easily as possible. And to be honest, you know, I'm not sure she was ridden – you know, that aggressively in the final furlong. I mean, she's just like on cruise control. I think this horse has a lot of talent. And in, in a field where I'm a little bit negative to the 10, especially because of the price, there's a lot of speed. I think the six might get a little lost in the shuffle because of the connections and the Maryland bread, I think you're going to get five, six to one. Uh, perhaps the best closer in the race. Why not? I, I'm going with the six here. Um, I have the five in second. The five is Beguine for, for uh, Danny Pites, who did get a very good trip against Yaguri last time. Uh, but I think she's improving. She's a gun runner. Um, she's tactical. She doesn't have to be on the lead. Uh, she's been working lights out with a 59-2 a bullet at Churchill and then followed it up uh, with a 113 maintenance breeze. So I think Beguine is very interesting. And then I can't remember who the hell I had in third. Oh, I got a Darren Manor in third. Some people were asking about the Cox Horse. Uh, that's the nine interstate daydream um, who is coming out of the Ashland against Nest and who won big two starts back. I don't think I'm going off of memory now because I don't see the screen. None of us have the nine, but just out of respect to uh, people that uh, Ralph Conte and some others, uh, Pete, even you have an opinion on the nine in this race, the Cox Horse?
2: The the only reason I I left it off, because I I looked hard at that one and and I left it off, obviously, because it's a cock. So you you have to sort of always look twice at those. But I thought the breeding raised a little bit of question for me about the extra distance. And again, it's only another 16th of a mile, but I I just I didn't trust it fully. So, uh, again, when you have to make cuts, I think it's a pretty wide open race. So these are tough cuts that we're making. And and that was the reason why I sort of cut that one from my some of my top line.
0: Any thoughts, uh, Paul, on the Cox horse before we wrap up the sh- uh, go through our pick five and then wrap up the show?
1: No, I I think she uh, I think she ran very well uh, in the Adirondack, which is uh, uh, I did see yeah. that race. Uh, you know, she made up a, a ton of ground uh, in that yeah, race. Yes, she did. But Howard, I will tell you about your six. If you want to have a guy that's easy to root for, Hamilton okay. Smith started training in 1977, Howard. He has started okay. fourteen thousand one hundred and forty-nine horses. He's got two thousand wins. This horse is already his sixth highest earner of all time. He's only won a hundred races once in forty-five years. He's a great guy, and if you want a guy, you know, if this horse wins, the place will go bananas on Friday. This, this, you want to talk about a hometown horse and a guy that everyone's going to root for hammy smith is a guy that people will be rooting for sad. i'm i almost picked the sauce out if i wasn't so emotionally attached to divine <laughs> huntress i would have been emotionally attached to luna bell
0: luna bell let's get luna bell home but by the way richard i see your thank you richard thank you for the thank you i appreciate that uh guys let's go on it's a while but i've got and again um well, actually, this is not part of the race day blog because I'm gonna my race day blog is only going to be covering Saturday. I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I've got 10 of the, of the 13. i got 10 of the 13 in my ABC, guys. This is absolutely wide open to me. If Adair Manner wins, I mean, I'm going to have her as an A, but I, I think none of us really want Adair Manor to win. Unless I'm alive to several thousand dollars of Adair Manor, then mm. I would take her. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, a lot of, I, 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 just, I have a feeling in this race, sort of about the Derby that something weird might happen. I, there's just a lot of horses, a lot of speed. There's a lot of unknowns. I wouldn't be surprised if like a divine Honduras or, you know, a, a bigger price wins wouldn't surprise me guys at my three,
2: all. My three, three horse, my three horse. you'll see hey, it there.
0: That's the, maybe, that could be a bomber. Be. Hopefully.
1: Hey, Howard, you mentioned, we talked about the Cox horse. Could, can I just interject a little news please, into this? Here? Please
0: do. So we
1: know that Cox was suspended by the Kentucky stewards the other day. for He had a a Warriors charge ran into Stephen Foster last year, 2.3 whatever grams of Butte, the the legal limit is points, whatever. It was an overage of a legal medication. While we've been on the air, Churchill Downs came out with a statement in response to that. And the statement says, Uh, in, in, In summary, we take medication overages and drug violations extremely seriously and believe there is no acceptable excuse for not following regulations that are in place in the interest of safety for the horses and protect the integrity of our sport. We are in the process of reviewing the facts involved and will make further comment and take further action when we are prepared to do so. This could turn into something because, remember, they have put themselves in a little bit of a box by... Sending the executioner after Baffett. Now we might agree it was justified, but the the what Baffett did it was a series of things, none of them particularly major. It's going to be very interesting to see if anything comes out of this with Cox in the interest of them being considered. You know, they're not going to ban them the way they did Baffet, obviously. But it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I find it odd that that statement would come out at nine nine o'clock on a Thursday night. So anyway. <laughs> I, just,
0: I, I, I did read about that. It was a Class C, though, violation, right? Which is the one of the lowest class I we're, – we're going off on a tangent yeah. now. But yeah, I just figured – we mentioned Clark, well,
1: so I wanted to bring it
0: up. Yeah, uh, and by the way, Flavian is not riding Saturday, everyone. Flavian has got, I think, three days for his yeah. very first ride in <laughs> – in New York, so Flavian, <laughs> I, I know we're jump we're jumping all over the place. So that's okay. Yeah. Flavian, just let everyone know, Flavian. If you're looking at the PPs Saturday, you're like, where's Flavian? Um, he he is not riding at all anywhere on Saturday. Just to let you know. So he'll 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 be a guns a blazing on Friday. And that 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 Cox violation was a was just a class C, as in cat, which is one of the lower violations. Yeah. But we'll, we'll we'll track that, Paul. And I'll, Paul, our our man on the on the. Uh, on the beat there, but we'll tell us uh, what happens. Let's show the pick five guys. Here's my, again, I've said before, I'll say it again. This is not the pick five that I'm playing. I'm an ABC player. If I were to play a caveman pick five, there it is. And I'm going to say it out loud. Of course, for our listeners on Apple podcast, Spotify and anchor, my pick five for Friday is four, eight with two, five, six, With 1, 2, 6, 8, 10, 12. With 1, with 5, 6, 9, 10, 12. Again, 4, 8. With 2, 5, 6. With 1, 2, 6, 8, 10, 12. With 1, with 5, 6, 9, 10, 12. Guys, my opinion is vindictive in the Pumico Special is the most likely winner of the sequence, although I'm interested in First Captain. I understand if people would single a single Pizza Bianca. Based on the intel I have, I don't know. It just I I wouldn't be shocked if the other uh, Clement wins. I actually like the Grand Motion fill on the outside Vergara uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't know. Um, Pizza Bianca might make me look stupid. That's fine. Pizza Bianca. Well, that's the good thing about ABCs, guys. Because and again, for those of you at home, this is why I recommend ABCs. Do whatever you want. Pizza Bianca will be my A, and uh, Vergara and perhaps. The other uh, Clement horse, I can't remember the name. The six will be bees. So I would never, in a million years, weigh um, any other horses equally with Pizza Bianca, uh, which is why I don't like, you know, caveman tickets. But I would definitely use some others. That's my ninety dollars, and I'm spreading in the third leg, of the the turf sprint, and I'm spreading in the Oaks race. Uh, Pete, your pick five. Go ahead. If you just go ahead and read off the numbers, Pete, and then tell everyone. Your um, explanation of your construction.
2: Yeah, sure. I have four singled with two, three, four, five, six in the second leg, two, six, ten in the third, one, eight in the fourth, and three, six, seven, ten, twelve in the fifth leg, and that's a seventy-five-dollar ticket. So I, I did what you you sort of mentioned was I went with Pizza Bianca single in the first leg is the one that I'm going to go short on, and then in the fourth leg. I really like Vindictive as well, but I do like first captain. So I, I wanted to take a shot and go too deep there. And then again, I thought the the black eyed Susan is wide open. So I'm going five deep with the, hopefully the three winning at 20 to one morning line will probably be about 40 or 50. And then You know, a little deeper in that second leg. The only thing I don't like for anybody looking at the ticket in that second leg, I think those might be the first five choices, which I hate doing, but I didn't mind it as much only because it wasn't like there's a big favorite in there. I feel like any of them could be a little bit lower than their morning line odds. So I I spread there what I maybe would want to chop that one up if if I had the chance, though.
0: And just to bring up my Pizza Bianca ABC kind of argument, I feel the same about first captain, guys. I would not use Vindictive and first captain equally. I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for uh, Peter or Paul. Um, and uh, so first captain is going to be a B as in boy for me also, most likely, unless there's scratches and some other things. Uh, let's Paul, let's go to your ticket. It's a $90 ticket. Go ahead and call it out, please, and uh, explain your reasoning.
1: Yeah, I went 4-8. Uh it's very similar to your ticket, Howard. Four eight it with two six eight with two six eight ten eleven with one with one five six seven ten twelve. Also only ninety dollars. I didn't want to spend the entire hundred trying to build up some credit. So when I go over by a dollar, I don't get castigated. <laughs> uh, so I went I, I did just in case and, and, and I'm with you when I'm looking at my ABC grid and I have the eight as a B. But in, in, in a caveman, I, I would want to take a shot because I do think th- the way the sequence is going to be bet, I think probably Pizza Bianca will be the heaviest leaned upon horse. And yeah. I always want to, you know, and, and how many times do we see it? In, in the case of Belmont last Saturday, it was two horses, right? 90% of tickets, well, you you go with Gufo and uh, your beer and you, you move on to the next leg, right? Well, no, you don't. You move on to, you move on to the uh, pick three. Is what you move on to. But so I, I did want to have a shot in case Pizza Bianca lost. I like you how it did spread in in that third leg. I went five deep. I singled vindictive, and it, it's going to be disappointing when we're all alive and Divine Huntress wins the last race, and I'm the only one who <laughs> cashes. But
0: I've got her as a C, Paul. I've got <laughs> for me. I need all the other A's to come through, but. I've if, got her. If we, get, if we
1: get to that point, I'll be calling Pete for a major hedge one and three. <laughs>
0: we'll have a what? major hedge yeah. the
1: three wins or the one wins. Oh, Pete. that's
0: right. I forgot. You guys never like my pick five tickets. You guys can't buy into mine. I forgot that. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. My bad. Of <laughs> course. Silly me. Uh, Hey, last last
2: week I I, I tortured the, the the listeners with my pick five that I almost I had I had the three horses I had the third horse right in the Gufo Yabir race but didn't put it on the pick five ticket and that was the only one that lost and I didn't bet it as a B because I only did one ticket because I was running errands when I put my ticket in so I cost myself and the the listeners a, a nice hit
0: in that one. By the way, just to you know, my memory is not real good. Uh, who won the last race at Belmont? Who called that race? Who had, who, had well, who picked the winner? I think, hey, I, oh, I, that's right. It was me. And hey, you guys had the second place finish. I
2: gave out the that's... exacta and the triple. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I, was I gave happy out to the, that and the
0: triple. So, you know,
2: I'll
1: take uh, it. Thank God for that That exacta kept me in business for the Japan races Friday,
0: Saturday night. Oh, my goodness. Wow. All right. Listen, we didn't like to have a lot of fun on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to also say before we end, we got a lot of exciting things coming up on this show that I want to just tease very quickly. We have Caleb Keller tomorrow. Uh, we, Pete, uh, Visco, if you weren't with us earlier, Pete's going to be creating some videos for the channel. We'll get, we'll give you more information about that. That is going to be specific to, uh, stats as well. Um, I've got some, a few other, uh, we've got a great guest coming on next week that we'll talk about tomorrow. Also have some new things going on the channel in terms of graphics and just the way the channel is going to look. Um, which will indirectly involve my co-hosts. They don't even know what the hell I'm talking about right now, but they will see. I'm very excited. I got some, I got some things in the works going on. Uh, and you know what? It's all because of you, folks. Really, it, the 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 support and growth that we've gotten, um, lately. Uh, of course, because of my two co-hosts, and then I had a little side gig on. Anyway, on national TV. Anyway, uh, the support we've gotten from everyone has just been outstanding. I know Pete and Paul are grateful, as as am I, uh, for the support. and We're going to continue to give everyone the best coverage, the best picks as possible, including tomorrow, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, 8 p.m. Eastern. Caleb Keller will be here live from TVG as we're going to go into detail of a fantastic card. And I thought, guys... A much more difficult pick five than on Friday, just in my opinion. Sub the Preakness. Without the Preakness, the four races before the Preakness, holy cow, this is going to be a lot of fun. The action's going to be red hot. Uh, Pete and Paul, we're going to wrap up the show. Any final thoughts before I give the final goodbye?
1: No, that's what I'm doing next, Howard. We're on to Saturday, as Coach Belichick would say. Same here. One, one thing for Paul real quick. Look at the
2: shirt, Paul, in case you can oh, see it. little Suffolk Downs for you. My just man. To...
1: My, my, I got two of them in my drawer in the other room. I, I had a
2: friend who, who lives in Boston from when I was there, and he went on the final day, and I said, pick me up a shirt. Oh. He mailed it to me. So just had would to wear keep... that one since we talked about it last week.
1: Howard, can I, can I have five a minute to tell a story about the final day at Suffolk Downs? Please The do. final day. Because they had a few false starts, but then there was a final day. Now, of course, I have to be there, right? It's it's, it's you, know, you, Arlington. It's it's part of me is being taken away. So we get a call in the morning from my daughter's boyfriend. And he says, are you guys going to be home later? I'd like to come by the house. So I know I know what I know what this is going to be about. I, I tell my wife after the call, I said, he's coming over to ask if he can marry Catherine. She goes, how do you know? I said, trust me, I know. So what did I say to him? How, now, I knew that as soon as he said it. I said... Well, Ben, I said, I'll be home at six o'clock because before then I'm going to be at Suffolk Downs (laughs) for the last day of live racing ever. So if you want to come over, you can come at six. And at six he came, and that's why he and they got married last summer. So there's my. I was going to say I hope the story. I was (laughs) saying I hope the the story ends
0: well because that'd be that'd be a real doubter to have the show on something negative. he's the best. (laughs) They
1: they they. They took the blackout dates I gave them for the for the wedding. I said no Derby, no Belmont, no Breeders Cup, no Travis. They they honored that. And uh, it was they're they're the best. So my father, that's my last day of Suffolk Down story, Pete.
2: Real quick, my when I told my father I got engaged, we were originally going to get married on Derby Day. My dad on the phone the night I get engaged was like, yeah, we're probably not going to make it from up here. So I was like so we wound (laughs) up getting married on. I posted this on Twitter, some pictures, but we got married on Preakness Day. Fourteen years ago, my anniversary was was this past Tuesday. And oh, for happy our co- anniversary. And, thank you. And for our cocktail hour, they wheeled in an old school tube TV and we watched Big Brown win the Preakness um, oh. on a Tube TV. I was at Laurel in the morning drinking beers with my groomsman and then lost all my bets but wound up getting married. And we watched we watched Big Brown. So I watched Big Brown win the Florida Derby in Vegas at my bachelor party. And then win the preakness at my wedding. So that's why Big Brown's on the wall back there. So and, while we're and, telling and, some old and, romantic and, stories.
1: And Pete, I watched them literally melt in the Belmont at hundred degrees.
0: Well, that was 105 yeah, that was.
1: degrees. 105.
0: Well, and that's we gotta look out for that this weekend, guys. I the last thing I'll just say, and I know we're rambling, but the last thing I'll say, I would recommend to everyone who's playing Pimlico Friday and Saturday, pay attention very carefully to the TV. If you see a horse, you know, they're they're all gonna be sweaty. But they're also gonna, they're also going to be washed down before the race, so you, you've got to get some intel or watch carefully. Are they showing a lot of? Is it is it kidney sweat or is it you know the the they were hosed down in water? So anyway, I, I just recommend everyone really pay attention to the post parades, everything because these are living breathing things and the heat obviously could have, affect them. Thanks everyone for watching. with episode one forty the HHH racing podcast. Tune in tomorrow night eight p.m. The three of us, Caleb Keller from TVG, to talk about the Preakness Day card. Have a great night, everyone. Take care.